Uh, our, our Christmas um, series this year uh, is called Christmas Wisdom. And we, I, I've, I've kind of broken down um, some of the, the toughest things that happen over the course of the year uh, that really center on Christmas, the things that cause us the most, uh, you know, misery um, and, and insanity during the Christmas season. And we're, and we're, uh, we're saying, hey, let's fix Christmas. No more of this, of this madness. We need to have like a plan in place so that Christmas is not ruined by our, you know, stress. And, and so, so at the beginning, the very first uh, week, we talked about happiness, how to have a happy Christmas, right? And then uh, last week, we talked about um, how to deal with your crazy family. Uh, and, and, and this week, we're, we're talking about the role of stuff. And the great news is that every week, I give you a three-point Sure fire never fails plan to make your life infinitely better. You're welcome. It's, uh, yeah, and, and there, there's, there's no room for ambiguity. It's just this, 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 and this, and that fixes all the problems in your life. So, um, I don't know. I guess that's really popular. A lot of churches do that, so we thought we'd jump on board, and uh, here we go. So, um, let, so here's the question then this week. Uh, do the Proverbs teach us or do they help us get a handle on the issue of presents and giving at Christmas? This is a, this is a major issue. Um, I wish, I wish that when we all heard the words great Christmas, we immediately thought of like little baby Jesus, you know, face shining. But that's not what we think of when we say I had a great Christmas or this is a great Christmas. We think of this. Uh, last week we talked about Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon. Another Christmas classic, as it were, is A Christmas Story. Uh, you may remember the, the, the catchphrase, you'll shoot your eye out. Uh, the, this, this picture is iconic for me because it sort of sums up what we think of as Great Christmas. Great Christmas is, this is, um, this is Randy, this is, uh, Ralphie's little brother. And, uh, what's happened now is Randy has been, has opened so many presents, and you can see a few of the things there. Uh, he has a Frankenstein mask near his head, but really he's cradling his favorite present, which is a, a, a Zeppelin. And, uh, and, and he's hugging it tight to himself. Uh, he's surrounded by, uh, wrapping paper, which has formed a sort of nest. And he, uh, now has passed out because he is so filled with the joy of toys and receiving. And I just, I mean, I don't know, even if you're not like, even if you don't think of yourself as a Christian or a religious person, you have to wonder. Does that not seem a little like, uh, I mean, is that really what it's all about? Uh, a lot of people have been asking me, hey, Tom, what do you want for Christmas? Um, so I'll tell you. Uh, I, I, first, of what I've been saying is I don't want anything, because typically that's the case. Like I, but then I started to think about it, I'm like, no, no, there is something I want. Uh, it's it's the, uh, the LG OLED. Uh, <laughs> C8, this is the C8, not the B8. The thing about the B8 series is it doesn't have the Alpha 9 processor, which gives a smoother picture. Um, I mean, it's a shame that our screens just don't have the resolution, because when you see this thing, it's like, it's like staring into the face of God. It's amazing. It's like, oh! I'm just kidding, that was a joke. That's not... Uh, but no, seriously, for only $2,800, you can get me 
the greatest gift. And the thing is, I feel like if, if I were to unwrap this on Christmas, the great thing about this TV is that once you have it, you no longer want anything ever again. It's like, this is it. This is the final thing that brings satisfaction to life. But you may have heard, and this actually, uh, this, this, uh, this, this phrase, it's better to give than receive, that actually comes from uh, Acts 10.25 in the New Testament. Uh, it does. It's, uh, yeah, it's a good question. Is, well, yeah, it's, uh, that, is it better to give or receive? It, um, Paul in Acts is uh, quoting Jesus. We don't know when Jesus said this. It's something that wasn't recorded in the Gospels. But at one point, Jesus did say um, it's better to give than receive. And Paul has received that, and he quotes it in Acts. And you have to wonder, is that true? Is it really better to give someone else an L-G-O-L-E-D-C-8 instead of getting one for myself? By the way, uh, when these came out um, last spring, they were $3,800. They've dropped in price $1,000. So if you're wondering if it's a good deal, it is. Um, and so I, and I, I have to admit, like, I, do I really want to give somebody else the secret to my happiness? Well, I just thought, well, let's see what the Proverbs say. Let's see what the Proverbs say about gift giving, and we'll see if there's some direction for us so that we'll know uh, what... And the thing is, by the way, you, I mean, obviously everyone here wants an LGC8, but if on the off chance there's something else that your heart's desire, you can just put that right in there. You could just replace LGC8 with... I, honestly, I have no idea what anyone else would want. But anyway, uh, if you have something, there it goes. Okay, uh, so let's look at the Proverbs. Let's check them out. Let's check them out. This is awesome. Uh, you may be surprised how the how Proverbs think about gift giving, but it's interesting. A gift opens the way for access to important people. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, many seek favor from rulers, but everyone befriends a gift giver. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, most of the time when the Proverbs talk, and really the Old Testament in general, about giving gifts, it's, uh, it's really, um, it's sort of strategic, it's like, a, it's like a, a way of, you know, getting something honestly for yourself in a way. Um, and, and this is true. Like, you know, if you, look, you know, when, if you come to my office during the week, no way are you going to get in there. That door is locked. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to just talk to anybody. But if you slip Jeannie a little something, that door might get unlocked real fast. She'd be like, Tom, this was really, really important. I'm like, ah! Um, and and we, we know this instinctively to be true, too. Uh, it's not just about getting access, but it's also the fact that people are naturally drawn to someone who is generous and gives a lot of gifts. Um, because you don't assume that that person's going to be clawing to get something from you. You assume that that person's genuinely maybe interested in others, which is rare. And so it's true. Everyone kind of wants to be friends with somebody who's giving gifts. But then, of course, the Proverbs don't ignore the fact that just giving is in itself a joy. You know, happy are generous people, that last one, because they give some of their food to the poor. They, they, they have enough, and so it's a happy thing. It's a good thing for them to walk around knowing, I did something that helped some people out, that really made a difference in their lives. That's a joy for me. And so pretty much unequivocally, the Proverbs are pretty straightforward. Yeah, you should be giving gifts. And Tom, cough up that 2800 Maybe, and see, I was thinking about this. If I started giving, you know, LGC8s to people, 
then maybe that would have come back to me at some point. And the Proverbs seem to be like, yeah, that's the way the world works. And so, yeah, it's better to give than to receive. Yes, absolutely. All right, there you go. If you were wondering, you were sitting there like, is it really better to give than to receive? Yes, the answer is yes. And there is, so check that off your concern list. All right, uh, the next thing, when we think of Christmas and having a happy Christmas and a joyous Christmas, we think about something like this. It's that joy of spending. Uh, notice the girl in the, uh, the bottom left. She's happy about the bags. She's happier about the card. With this, it doesn't matter if she has money or not. She can just swipe it and bury herself in presents. And notice the couple at the top right. I mean, are they, like, they're just, they're happy. They're carrying all these things. They're going to give them away. It's really wonderful. There's a question, though, that some of you are asking or have asked. Because if you're really honest with yourself, you're not in a super secure financial situation right now. Um, maybe you're in a place where you're, you know, having trouble making ends. You might be in a place where you're living month to month, something like that, um, but you're kind of wondering what, I mean, and this, this season brings a lot of pressure, right? You're sitting there and you're like, I, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it, uh, and I'm wondering if I should be spending this money this Christmas to get all these gifts, Did you know, I think uh, I read a statistic once that said that the, uh, no, the, mo- the month of the year when the most divorces are initiated is January. And they think that one of the reasons is that uh, January is when your credit card bill from December comes due. And you start to realize what your payment is. I mean, way to go, getting that card with like a 23% interest rate. Mm. Nailed it. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not knocking you, man. Aaron and I have been, I mean, I might mention a little bit later, we've, we've been in the, in the credit card misery town, so I get it. Um, but there's this intense pressure in the culture to be like, you know, it doesn't matter where you are financially, you still need to be uh, generous and giving, right? And so you might ask yourself, you might know somebody who's in this situation, I'm not super secure, should I buy a lot of presents anyway? Let's look at the Proverbs. See what they say. Remember, this is foolproof. Simply answers all of your questions about everything. You're welcome. Okay, uh, this is probably one of the most famous uh, proverbs about giving. Um, those who give generously receive more, but those who are stingy with what is appropriate will grow needy. Uh, what is appropriate there is really um, it more uh, like a wooden translation would probably be more like um, what's uh, what's what's owed or what is due. But the idea being that there's people around you to whom you have obligations, and you, in order to meet those obligations, you give what's appropriate, right? And if you're stingy with that, if you hold that back, you're going to end up needy. Generous persons will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Uh, the, a more wooden translation there would talk about uh, the person who, um, who gives water receive, has plenty of water. And it's really talking about being refreshed. People curse those who hoard grain, but they bless those who sell it. Don't withhold good from someone who deserves it when it is in your power to do so. The Proverbs seem to be pretty clear about this. Just because you're having a tough time, just because things are tight, just because you're a little bit worried, doesn't mean you get to stop being generous. In fact, what it seems to say is, this is a really good plan for actually getting more for yourself. Did you notice that? Like, hey, if you give generously, you're going to get more. So you're sitting there and you're like, 
I don't know if I should really, you know, rack up this credit card debt. Great news. As soon as you do, you're going to, like, it's going to roll in. Wow. What a good deal. Well, I mean, that's the Proverbs say it. We have to do it. So there you go. Answer is yes. You're not super secure financially, but the Proverbs say you got to give, give, give. So should you buy a lot of presents anyway? Yes. But here's the deal. I know you're worried about it. I just found this new place. It's just, it, it, it opened up uh, uh, recently, I think. It's called Target. And uh, Aaron took me there. I don't know why uh, we had to go there. Um, horrible, horrible place. But the good news is everything in there is like super cheap. It's crazy. I got a pair, uh, four pairs of underwear for $12. I mean, I, I ran up to Erin. I was like, look at this. She's like, okay, put it in the basket. I'm wearing a pair right now, actually. It's true. Uh, but here's the deal. The point is, is that, uh, you know, it just, just, just because, you know, just because you don't have a lot doesn't mean that there aren't ways to bless people. In fact, another thing I've learned from my kids is that you don't actually have to necessarily spend money to give a gift. My kids, they, they just ravage construction paper and they crayons. And honestly, those things they give me are way better than anything that anyone else gives me except for the LG OLED C8 65 inches. I would settle for 75, but I know that's more expensive. Um, I, that's what I really want, but I'd take 65 just... If you're wondering. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, yes. Um, bullet point. Yeah, you, just because you're struggling fi- financially, I mean, seriously, it's time to spend. Get it, get it done. Just like the Proverbs say. Very good. All right. Uh, the, the, another big issue uh, for people, especially at Christmas time, um, this is uh, the I, I Google search for wealthy couple, and this is what came up. Uh, they're, they're, they're seasoned. They're, they're driving a yacht, and if you have a yacht, then, I mean, I, I think that's a yacht. Maybe it's a sailboat. I don't know what the difference is. But if you have one of those, you're probably wealthy, and that's good. Very nice. And uh, I, I, we have this sense um, in our culture, really kind of, um, kind of built up by that commercial that comes out every year um, during the football games, where it's like there's snow on the ground, and like uh, the the guy wakes up early and he's got a cup of coffee and he sees the tree but he's not like interested in the presents under there. But then he looks out the window and there is like a brand new Lexus SUV with like a big bow on top. And he and finally he's like, yes, Christmas is good this year. I, you know, that's never happened to me. Um, the the Lexus SUV with a ribbon on top. But I can imagine that would be pretty great. And one of the things that that commercial is kind of, kind of implicating, kind of telling us, is it's saying, hey, you know what makes Christmas great? Being loaded. Yeah. That's what makes Christmas good. Being wealthy. And so I'm sitting there and I, I'm watching that commercial. I'm like, yes, I would, even if I wouldn't receive a Lexus SUV, at least be able to give one to all your friends. You know, like they wake up and there's the ribbon. Like, yes, I did it. Um, But in order to do that, I would probably have to get a different job, amongst other things. Huh. And that brings up a question for us. 
It seems like wealthy people have the most fun at Christmas. Is it good to become wealthy? Well, let's see what the Proverbs say. Let's see what the Proverbs say about being loaded. The wealthy rule over the poor. A borrower is slave to the lender. That's a pretty good... You don't want to be a borrower. Now, granted, there's a difference in the ancient world. Um, borrowing and lending is not like it is now. We have... Our entire financial system is built on credit and debt. That is not how things used to be and arguably shouldn't be now. But that's... I get it, and that's where we're at. Um, in the ancient world, though, being in debt was uh, a really scary deal because what it meant was you had to borrow money to keep your farm going. And that meant that your farm was in hawk to whoever lent you that money. And that meant that whatever you did, you had to like shovel, I mean, you were in danger by being in debt. We're, we're a little more protected now. We have things like bankruptcy laws. We do have, um, you know, cre- credit cards, uh, they can be terrible, but they can actually be a good thing now. We've, we've, we've changed the way we deal with debt. But it's still the case that if you're under crushing debt, like, I mean, you're stressed. There's no question about it. You're stressed. And I know this personally. I've been there. I have been at that place where I'm sweating bullets when I look at the bills because I'm like, I don't know how we're going to do this. Notice that the wealthy are the ones who are benefiting from this. It's good to be wealthy. <laughs> I love this. Good people, if you want to know if you're a good person, Proverbs will tell you. Good people leave their grandchildren an inheritance. Not just their kids, their kids' kids. In fact, uh, the, a more wooden translation would say, good people uh, leave an inheritance for their children's children. But the wealth of sinners is stored up for the righteous. Meaning um, that if you're a bad person, um, whatever you have will be taken from you and distributed uh, to those who are good. You may be interested to know that um, that is a very excellent translation. Good people, it's really, I mean, it's the Hebrew for, it's tov. It's like the standard Hebrew for like good or, you know, awesome. Awesome people leave their grandchildren inheritance. Not sure how it's going to go for me, but, uh, huh, it does seem like being wealthy is kind of a good deal. This is uh, interesting. The poor uh, are shunned even by their neighbors, but the rich have many friends. Some translations will put uh, quotes, scare quotes, around friends because they don't want you to get the impression that uh, these are your real friends or whatever. That's just not true. It's, it, there's nothing in the context that would suggest that. It really is true. If you've met people who are wealthy, you notice that they have a lot of friends. Not all of those friends are the best, but a lot of them are. It's true. If you're wealthy... Um, people want to be around you. They think you can probably do things for, for them. Moreover, they know that they can trust that you're not going to be trying to demand things from them that they can't provide. The poor are shunned even by their neighbors. Uh, you know, poor here, you might even say destitute. It's because um, if you have been in a community that's, um, that's uh, severely lacking in resources, the people who are the most destitute are the ones that everyone avoids. Because they're constantly needing more. And the people around them don't have a lot. And so they turn and put their eyes down. It's just what happens. It's not a good thing, necessarily, but it's, uh, it's the truth. Well, gee. Proverbs are pretty clear. Yes. 
it is a good to become wealthy. <laughs> I'm sorry, friends. I, you know, I just have to deliver all this bad news. Doesn't it, doesn't it almost feel like we're reading this, and this is what it felt like to me. It felt like what the Bible is doing is it's just glorifying mountains and mountains of cash. Doesn't it? I'm a little sensitive to this because uh, I have, I, I teach uh, seminary students, and every once in a while I'll get a student um, very often from a, uh, like a, an overseas, a foreign student from um, what's traditionally a third world culture. And a lot of these students, when they do their coursework for me and write papers, it's all about like, if, you're, if you believe and you're a good person, you're going to be rich. And I, I, I'm like, ugh. It, it worries me a little bit. Because I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, but but what about Jesus, right? Didn't, I mean, Jesus, didn't he almost like, wasn't he almost proud of the fact that he wasn't walking around being wealthy? Like, there just seems to be this weird disconnect. And yet, I know that um, these students will say, oh, no, man, if you're, if you're doing right with God, you're going you're gonna to be great. You're going to be loaded. And, and the more stuff you have, the more you give away. And it's, it's really good. It's, it's a good thing. So, uh, now that we've solved all of the problems that come with the questions about materialism and stuff, we've said, um, number one, Proverbs like, give it all away. Uh, Number two, you should totally be rich. Um, And uh, number three, even if it, like, hurts, you should just keep giving it away. So, great, uh, great service. Um, Really appreciate you all coming and I guess we got it. We got a little bit of time. So here's what happened. So I was reading all this, and like I said, it just, it just, a lot of it, it seems true. It's true, yeah, all those things that they're, they're said are true, but they're just, it, something felt wrong. And so uh, I kept reading in the Proverbs. And so I was thinking in my head, I was thinking about this whole thing, like, is it better to give the LGC8 than to receive, right? And so, but then I kept looking with that kind of question in mind. I came across uh, these texts. Riches gotten quickly will dwindle, but those who acquire them gradually will become wealthy. Interesting. That first time that you, uh, for those of you who've had this experience, the first time where you're like, dude, we've got money left over. Like, what's the first thing you do? You blow it all. You buy more stuff. Here's something, this is crazy. What's so crazy about, uh, about the way we handle money is like, okay, so you were living on, the, you finally got a budget. You were living on this small budget for a long time. As soon as your budget increases, so does your standard of living. And pretty soon you're like, I can't live without that either. And so every time you grow, your expenses grow with you. Uh, the Proverbs are like, oh yeah, you, now you finally, got, you finally got the money. You can just hand out uh, LGC8s to all your friends. They're going to love you. That might backfire. Interesting one. Uh, should I give an LGC8 to somebody? Oh, yes, absolutely. Except that the one who oppresses the poor to increase his wealth and one who gives gifts to the rich both come to poverty. It's interesting. Interesting. One who gives gifts to the rich comes to poverty. Why is that? Well, 
uh, if you've been around any number of wealthy people, you know that wealthy people are su- suspicious of everyone else because uh, they know that there's always people who want what they have, trying to get into their good graces. In fact, savvy wealthy people are looking around and they're looking at character, right? And if they notice that you're always lavishing on them and you're giving to them, you're giving, giving, giving to them, they get the sense that maybe you're trying to flatter them. Maybe you're getting their good graces. And maybe you're not the kind of person they want to hang out with or be with. And in a case like that, well, then no, giving is is not better than receiving. Another thing about wealthy folks is that they really do love to bless people. They're looking for people to bless, a lot of them. And if they see you trying to grab your way into getting into their good graces with all of your gift giving and your magnanimity, that's the word, uh, they're, they're in, they're kind of inclined to be like, yeah, uh, you're not the kind of person. It would actually be better for you to receive from these people than to give to them. If you're being irresponsible with what you have, you're going to lose everything. It would be better in those situations not to give, but instead to let others give to you. And of course, you know, the, the, the classic is, oh man, we got to make sure we have presents for everybody. God, sorry, you're coming in last. Honor Yahweh with your wealth and with the first of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will burst with wine. So, so, I, so, yeah, I mean, there is a sense that, yes, it's better to give than receive. Jesus is right. Like, that's true. But not always. And the trick is knowing when. So I was thinking, uh, again, I was, you know, wondering about the, um, the, uh, the, uh, what was the next one? Yeah, oh yeah, right. So like, oh gosh. Proverbs is like, give, give, give. Go, go to Target. Make cards. Do this thing. Give, give, give. Even though you're not financially secure, you're not stable, you're still supposed to go and give and give and give. Right? Well, I kept reading. And I found this. Precious treasure and oil stay in the home of the wise, but fools swallow them up. This is sort of like... Um, it's kind of the image that's, that's being given is you're in a, you're in a, an estate, right? And, and you've fallen on hard times and you're running out of stuff. Well, you have some things in your home, maybe, uh, family jewels, valuables that have been passed down. You have, um, valuable oil that you use for health and for, um, for making yourself, uh, look and, 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 and feel good. These are really important things, right? Well, the danger is you get to a place of destitution, right? Where you'd rather sell that stuff off then figure out a new way of, of, of handling finances. And the Proverbs say that's a terrible way to go. The, if fools, foolish people are going to be the ones who, even though they're, when they're financially insecure, that's when they keep giving until, the, until they have nothing left. And then there's another question. Why is it that you are financially insecure? The Proverbs has a lot to say about people who um, bring destitution on themselves. Those who work their land will have plenty to eat, and you might even say plenty to give. But those who engage in empty pursuits, like shopping with your credit card and waiting for January to figure out how you're going to pay for it, they have no sense. If you're financially insecure because you're, you're not being diligent with your work or you're 
you know, you're sleeping in every day and you're not making those good choices. Like, if that's the reason, then yeah, you might want to put the brakes on before you start handing out more presents for Christmas. The lazy have strong desires but receive nothing. The appetite of the diligent is satisfied. Yeah, you really want to give gifts. You have strong desires for that. But if you're not being prudent and you're not being proactive and you're not doing the basic stuff, well, no, you, you shouldn't. You should, instead of worrying about Christmas, instead of worrying about presents for people, instead of all that, you need to get back to the basics and say, hey, how can I like, get some stability here? So should, should, even if you're financially insecure, should you still get gifts? Yes, but not always. Yes, but not always. And then the last, our wealthy couple in the yacht. Is it good to become wealthy? Well, yeah. But I kept reading. And the Proverbs have a lot to say about wealth. And it's not all good. Better a little with righteousness than great profits without justice. This is... Uh, I mean, we all think about that person who's succeeding because they're um, kind of a scumbag. And the Proverbs say, you know what? In the end, that's not going to be a good way to go. I love this one. Wealth can ransom a person's life, but the poor don't even receive threats. Hmm. I'm assuming everyone here is a fan of the Notorious B.I.G. Um, Mo Money, Mo Problems. Yeah, you didn't know it, but he, that, that song came from the Proverbs. He started to realize in his own life that the more he acquired, the more problems came with it. People were constantly after him. Ironically, in some ways, if you know, uh, he was actually shot, he was killed, um, probably by someone who was jealous or angry about his wealth. This proverb is literally saying, hey, you know what? <laughs> with wealth comes a lot of issues. In fact, some of them can endanger you. People will be jealous and angry. They might come after you. If you're poor, you don't have to worry about it. No one's going to come after you. And then, perhaps the most important, don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be smart enough to stop. When your eyes fly to wealth, it is gone. It grows wings like an eagle and flies heavenward. Is it good to be rich? Sure, but you know, if that, if that becomes your obsession, if that becomes the thing that, that defines you, then at a certain point, like, you stop becoming a decent human being and you start clawing after it, and, and chances are it's, you're not even going to end up with it. You're going to lose it all. The Proverbs are very, very uh, uh, consistent about this. They always say things like, misers are the ones who end up poor. Don't, don't like, seek it out. Don't make it your mission in life to be rich. Like, that's going to... That'll backfire on you. So, is it good to become rich? Sure. But not always. The Proverbs um, and the way that they handle stuff, money, presents, gifts, they speak on two sides of every issue. There's no guaranteed way to either get wealthy or to lose it all. There's no guaranteed way to figure out whether or not you should give this gift or not. There's no guaranteed way to figure out if you should receive this gift or not. It, it's, it's kind of in flux. The Proverbs go both ways with stuff. 
But there's a reason for that. If we, if we, if we step back, and we step back from the Proverbs, we step back from Christmas, and we think about all of the different things that the Scriptures have said about money, and we kind of get like a big overall view. What is going on with money? What's the deal with stuff? What's it really about? What are the Proverbs trying to help people avoid, and what is the Proverbs trying to help them attain or achieve? Well, over and over, they they seem to want us to avoid situations where we're going to be going crazy because of stuff. Where stuff becomes something that causes anxiety, that causes stress, that causes fear, that causes obsession. Anytime stuff starts to become something that we're worrying about and we're spending time fretful about, then we've done it wrong. Something is wrong. On the other hand, the Proverbs are constantly saying, man, stuff, is what it was made for is for you to be able to bless people. Opportunity to bless others. When, when stuff is good, when, it, when you're handling it right, when presents are done well, you're using it as an opportunity to give and to bless others. I'm going to skip the what time is it slide and go um, straight to this. God designed stuff to turn stressors into blessers. Stressors into blessers. There's some of you here um, who are stressed because uh, you're not, you, you, you want to just lavish more stuff on your kids. There are some of you who are stressed because you don't feel like you have enough to do the basics. There are some of you who are stressed because you're afraid that others will look at you and, and think that you're not whatever you think that they should be, if you don't flaunt enough of wealth. There are some of you who are stressed because you're afraid that that your relationship with your spouse or your friends or your significant others are going to break if you don't handle uh, money in the right way. For every person here who is experiencing stress because of Christmas and presents and stuff, I think the Proverbs are saying, you're doing it wrong. There are some of you here, however, who are excited about this season because you're like, you've, you know, you've got this situation, you're excited to bless this person, you're excited to bless that person, you're excited to be blessed by other people, you're at a, at a place where stuff is, it, it's, you know, it's on your mind, but it doesn't occupy, like, all the headspace. Stuff is a part of your life, and it's a good part, but it's just an opportunity for you to be a blesser to others and to be blessed. And if that's how your relationship with stuff in this season, you're doing it right. The challenge um, is to know when and how and to navigate that. And really, that's what wisdom is. It's not a, a foolproof bullet point plan of this is how you handle every situation. It's not that. It's the sense of discernment, the ability to recognize, is this going to lead to stress and turn me into a stressor? Or is this going to lead me and turn me into a blesser? And if it's this one, nah, no, absolutely not. Except maybe sometimes we'd have to talk about it. You never know. But in general, no. And if it's something that's going to turn you into a blesser, if this is, if stuff is going to do that, then that's a good thing. Our, um, model for gift giving, the, uh, the center of gift giving is, 
Well, for the Christmas season, it's God's gift of Christ to us. Was God, he's up in heaven. He's like, oh my gosh. If I don't give Jesus to these people, then I don't know what's going to happen. I'm so scared. I'm so worried. If, if I don't give the right gift to the world, then, then all of my plans are going to be wrecked and, and nothing's going to turn out right. That's not how God gives. That is not God. When God looked down, what does it say? He loved the world so much that he gave his son. God is sitting down looking at the world and being like, I, it blesses me to bless you with the gift of my life. God's looking down and he's like, I can't wait for you to unwrap this plan that I have. I have been stringing you along for thousands of years and now you are going to see something amazing. I am going to be with you and it is my joy to be with you. I am giving to you out of a surplus of love, a surplus of riches. This is my generosity in its purest form. There is, God's not devastated and worried about the world. God knows that he's got things under control. It is his joy to give. The miracle of Christmas is that he subverts all expectations, changes every assumption about what his gifts are going to look like, and in, this, and in that moment changes our idea of what giving and, and receiving could possibly be. And the whole time, God is joyful and excited to bless us with this gift. And when we are thinking about stuff and giving, our job is to be transformed into him, into his way of, of giving and his style of giving. And if that means that we have to sort out finances, by golly, I've got some good news for you. If you are people who are um, just this, this season and stuff is stressing you out, uh, we, we had a small group a couple of years ago. Um, we did Financial Peace, uh, Dave Ramsey. We have a series of videos. I would love for those of you who are stressed out um, about stuff, let me know. We'll set up another small group. It's easy to do. I mean, it's hard in the sense that you will find that you have to like be disciplined about spending and stuff. Uh, but man, it is so good to be in a place where you can bless and not be stressed, and it's possible. And I'd love for you to see um, how that can happen practically in your own life. So please, if you're in that state, let me know, and we're gonna we'll get you sorted out. But for uh, those of you who are in that place, give like God gives. Be generous and, 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 and bless uh, with your gifts. Um, I'm going to ask... Who? Katie. <laughs> Waving. Katie's going to come up and uh, light our, uh, our candle. Uh, the first week, um, our Advent candle was a joy. Um, last week, it was peace. Uh, this week is hope. The, uh, the hope of Christmas um, is that God gives generously and blesses, and, he, and he's not done. He's not done giving generously and blessing. Um, our hope is exactly what we had in our verse of the month, where we uh, look to heaven expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The gift of Jesus, yeah, came 2,000 years ago, but guess what? He's coming again. And this time, he's not going to leave anything undone. All is going to be made right. All the, the messed up stuff is going to be set into place. 
And that is our Christian hope. That is the hope of Advent. Let's pray. Gracious God, you are gracious. You love to give. You love to bless. You love to be generous. Your generosity doesn't come from a place of insecurity or anxiety. It comes instead from a surfeit, a surplus of riches, of love, a surplus of joy. God, I pray for any here who are stressed out because of stuff, that that you'll uh, intervene, that, that, that there will be a place here um, for change to take place, transformation, so that stuff no longer is the thing that keeps us up at night, but instead um, is an opportunity to bless. For those, God, who um, are blessers, I pray that uh, you will just open up a spirit of generosity, that they will recognize how good you are to give us your son and to, and to give likewise um, freely uh, and with joy to those around We thank you for your son. We thank you for Advent. We pray that we too will be blessers as you are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.